Welcome to the Mountain Park Church Podcast. We're excited to share this week's message with you. Our mission is to allow God to work in and through us, and we'd love to hear your story of how God has been working in or through you. Email us at mystory@mp.church and tell us how God has been working in and through you. Pastor Brenda here. I'm excited to be with you this morning from my own home. Um, I hope that you're enjoying your August weekend and wherever you are today that you're comfortable and that you're taking good care of yourself and your family. Um, I have a message today that's actually been really just turning in my heart for a little while and it's, it's really timely for this season and so I was excited to share it with you today. Um, this has been a really difficult year for all of us for so many reasons. Um, you know, COVID and just financial things, things going on in our families and relationships, the not being able to meet together in church and separation. I feel like there's just a lot that's gone on that's been really hard for us all to deal with. It's a hard year. We can't get around that. And I feel like there's been two responses that I've seen in people's lives. They're either flourishing and doing really well and they're full of hope and expectancy and they're constantly talking about the great things that God is doing, or they've actually lost hope and they've started to turn into discouragement and despair even. That there's um, things going on that um, you know, we're either looking for God and seeing Him in everything, and we're full of that hope and expectancy, or we have a totally different perspective and view. And I feel like um, that when we get down to the to the bare bones of it, it's really because of what we were building in our lives and the things that we had grown in and matured in before COVID ever hit. And those who are mature in their faith, those who have been growing, are still thriving in this season. Those who are maybe struggling or just coasting along before all of this stuff happened are actually the ones who are kind of struggling now. So I just wanna get into this a little bit because I feel like there are things from the heart of God. There are things um, that He wants to teach us and show us, um, and we can work through that in this season. All of, we're actually created by God to carry His promises with hope and expectancy. We are created to live in this place of always being expectant and hopeful for what God is going to do. And so if we're not, if we're not seeing the goodness of God around us, if we're not got our perspective on that, then something is wrong. Here's a simple fact of life. Expectancy comes from intimacy. And intimacy with God is actually the breeding ground for hope to arise again in our hearts. It's when we get close to God. It's when we're in deeper relationship with Him and our faith is maturing that we actually find that hope arises, expectancy arises again in our hearts to see what God is doing. Isaiah 45 verse 3 says this, I will give you treasures that are hidden in darkness secret riches. I will do this so that you may know that I am the Lord, the God of Israel, the one who calls you by name. He's calling us into this place. He's saying, I have these 
things that are hidden in darkness. They are secret riches that we actually have to pursue. We have to go looking for them and searching for them by spending time with God in His presence. Not just reading our Bible and praying as spiritual disciplines, but actually listening, waiting to hear from His heart and digging deeper in our own spiritual growth and maturity. I feel like we've maybe lost our understanding in the church today of what intimacy with God actually is. And maybe we would say, you know, it's, it's, it's volunteering. Well, volunteering is great, but that's not building your relationship with God. And we have, you know, our one hour church services, or maybe you're connected to a life group. You're serving in different ways. You can watch messages on YouTube. There's all different ways that we can connect and engage, but that's not maybe actually growing our deep heart relationship with the Lord. That comes from spending time seeking His face and actually seeking out these these riches that he's talking about, these secret riches that come from hidden in the darkness. They're treasures for us, but we have to seek them out. Come on, I believe God wants to speak things to your heart. I believe there's things he wants you to carry in your life. I believe there are things that he promises he wants to speak over you, things he wants to partner together with you to bring into life in this world. There's things he wants to do in and through your life, but you've got to get into that secret place in his presence to receive that from him so that you can live out the hope and expectancy waiting for him to show up and do stuff in your everyday life. There are treasures waiting for you in the secret place of his presence, but you have to spend the time building the relationship with him and seeking the revelation from his heart. The Bible says that those who ask receive. Whoever seeks will find, and the one who knocks, the door will be opened. God sought you out with his love, and now it's our turn, I believe, to seek out the treasures that he has waiting for us in those secret places. This isn't about earning anything. We're not trying to earn his good graces. We're not trying to earn blessings. It's actually about receiving and applying the promises of God to our lives. It's about growing in maturity. God longs to reveal himself to us, but we've gotta be looking for it and actively getting into that place of being in his presence and searching out what he has for us. Let me read a couple of scriptures to you that just reiterate this point. Deuteronomy 4.29 says, From there you will seek the Lord your God and you will find him. If you search after him with all your heart and with all your soul. Proverbs 8.17 I love those who love me and those who seek me diligently will find me. Jeremiah 29, 13. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all of your heart. This is about getting into and understanding the heart of God and applying biblical principles to our everyday life in his presence. This is how we grow and mature in our faith. And those who were well-rooted in their faith before COVID ever hit, we're able to continue to do that and flourish in this season. But if you never learned how to be in the presence of God and seek out those hidden treasures that he has for you, I'm afraid maybe you're floundering a little bit in this season. 
And that concerns me as a pastor. Difficult seasons in our life like this year actually only reveal what was already going on deep inside of our hearts. COVID isn't the problem, but it's revealing what the problem is deep inside of each and every one of us. And the problem is a lack of relationship with Jesus. The problem is that we haven't gone into those places to seek out a deep and serious relationship with Jesus. He's not interested in you just showing up for an hour on Sunday. And now that that's been stripped away from us, some of us are actually struggling because we can't have that. And and it's been the only thing that has kind of propped us up as we were walking along. There's so much more for you. In that scripture that we read in Isaiah, he said this, I will do this. I'm going to give you those treasures that are hidden in darkness. I'm going to do this so that you will know that I am the Lord, the God of Israel, the one who calls you by name. It's in that place that he actually wants to teach you about who he is and about who you are. He wants you to know your identity in him. He wants you to know that he is a good father, that he longs to take care of you and provide for you, that he has everything that you need and so much more. He wants you to know who he is, but he also wants you to know who you are, that you were formed by him and created by him, that he has a plan and a purpose for your life, that he has so much that he wants to bless you with and give to you, but you're only gonna get it when you seek him out in those places. Here's some things about your identity that I just wanna read over you for a moment. God loves you and you are secure in his love. Nothing can ever separate you from the love of God. That's gotta be anchored deep inside of your soul. He formed you in your mother's womb and created you for a purpose. His spirit wooed you out of darkness and brought you into his marvelous light. He planted your feet on solid ground. He is your protector. He watches over you. He goes before you and he is your rear guard. He gives his angels watch over you so that you will not stumble. He is our refuge in times of trouble. We can run to him and we are saved. He is our provider and everything we need is in his hand. We don't have to worry about what's happening in the world around us. We don't have to worry about being taken care of. If he cares for the sparrow, he's going to care for you too. I have everything that I need and I don't need to worry or fear about my future. That's what I know about my God. That all comes from scripture, but it's actually revelation because I've spent the time seeking out those truths in his presence and allowing him to speak them over me so that I can actually carry them in my life and know them deeply every day and know that because of who I am in him, I can walk in this world with his strength, his power, his grace, his love in my life every single day. So I don't have to live by what I feel. I don't have to live by what I see. I don't have to live by what is told to me in the news or what I see on my social media. I actually live by the truth that is found in that secret place where I've sought out the heart of God. There were two men in the Bible that I just want to look at their lives each really briefly, but these two men were both in prison and totally different circumstance, well, not totally different circumstances. They were both in prison, but totally different responses to the time they spent in prison. 
We're going to look at the life of John the Baptist and the life of Paul the Apostle just for a moment to see what their response was to being in prison. Now, we've been in lockdown in our homes. Some of you may feel like you've been in prison a little bit with your family locked down in the season. Um, you haven't been, not, nothing like what these men experienced. But this time of, of pressure and pressing in our lives can actually reveal what's going on much deeper in our hearts. So if we take a look at John the Baptist, he was actually in prison, most scholars say, for about a year and a half. And he was likely in solitary confinement for most of that time. He may have gotten the odd visit from his disciples, the ones who actually followed him. And at one point, he sends his disciples to go and seek out Jesus. And he says to ask him, are you really the Messiah? Or are we looking for someone else? And I, I can't help but notice that John is questioning God, but he's also questioning himself. If you remember John the Baptist in the stories, he was the one who from his mother's womb was set apart to be the one who would prepare the way for the Messiah. Everything about his life, his purpose in life was to prepare the way for Jesus to come. And now here he is in prison. He's been there for a while. He's been all alone and he's lost his perspective. He's forgotten what he was even called and born to do. And Jesus sends back a reply to him. He says this in Luke 7, verse 23, it says this. Jesus said, go back and report to John what you have seen and heard. The blind receive sight, the lame walk, those who have leprosy are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, and the good news is proclaimed among the poor. Blessed is the anyone who does not stumble on account of me. And he sends John's disciples back with that report. Jesus in this reference was using Old Testament prophecies and scriptures about the coming Messiah to reassure John that he truly was who he said he was. He said, if you see all of these miracles that I'm doing, you will know, you will be reminded that I am actually Jesus, the Savior, the Messiah who comforts people. He, it, it, it was this moment where John's questioning everything and Jesus just sort of sets him straight. He says, remember, remember who God is. Remember who I am and remember who you were called to be. He's just reminding John, yes, I am the Messiah. It wasn't wasted. You've lost your perspective where you are right now because you can't see my activity and what I'm doing, but I'm still at work. I believe there's people whose hearts are turned towards hope and expectancy who are seeing God at work during this season. And there's others who are saying that they feel like Satan's winning and evil is having its day. I see the love of God being poured out in people's lives. I've seen miraculous things happen. People being saved and coming to the Lord. People who were young Christians or brand new Christians before COVID who are um, experiencing such growth in life in this season. I see God doing 
amazing things. I know that he is still God. He is still on his throne. He has not moved one inch off his throne. COVID doesn't scare him. He's not worried about what's happening in your life. He's still God and you are still his and you're still in his careful hand. If you don't really know who Jesus is, you will question everything. And I feel like we need to settle what we believe so we don't get sidetracked by what we see. It's in those secret places when we're seeking that treasure, those riches that are hidden in darkness. We can sometimes allow our circumstances to affect what we believe instead of first settling what we believe and then allowing what we believe to have an impact on what's happening around us. We live in reverse. John was going, probably had these thoughts swirling through his head. I'm here rotting away in prison, so maybe Jesus wasn't really the Messiah. I can't hear anything, so maybe God is silent. I'm having difficulty in my life, so maybe God is punishing me. I've come up against adversity, so maybe it's it's God has abandoned me. I don't see him or feel him anywhere. That's not the truth. That's what happens when we are alone and our perspective gets skewed. The right perspective is that God has never left you or forsaken you. He is always at your side. Nothing has changed for him. He is still there for you. He is still your healer and your provider and your constant companion in every moment of your life. Nothing has changed. Our perspective maybe has changed. If God is for you, who could ever be against you? In Jeremiah 17, Verses seven and eight, it says this. Blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him. They will be like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots by the stream. It does not fear when he comes. Its leaves are always green. It has no worries in a year of drought and never fails to bear fruit. When we spend time in the presence of God and our roots grow down deep and we become spiritually mature, we look like this kind of tree that Jeremiah was talking about. We have fruit in every season. We are being watered constantly. There is refuge for others under the branches of those trees. There's something secure and strong about that. If you're discouraged and disheartened in the season like John the Baptist was, excuse me, maybe it's time to get back on your knees and get realigned with God in that place where he can speak to you and refocus you and just be able to speak to your heart and bring you back to a place where you understand who he is and who you are. We need to be reminded. And so get around the right people. I don't know if that means you need to get on a Zoom life group or whatever it is you need to do to connect with other people and start remembering what it feels like to be around people, to be connected, and to be able to actually express yourself in those kinds of surroundings. I wanna look for a minute at the life of Paul when he was in prison. Paul knew who he was in prison. He remembered who he was and what he was anointed and called to do. From prison, Paul actually wrote four of his letters, His prison epistles are Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, and Philemon. And these all start 
with Paul declaring, I am Paul, an apostle of the Lord. He knew who he was. It was so anchored deeply inside of him in his heart. He had spent the time building his relationship with the Lord. He understood deeply who he was. And so his circumstances around him may change. They may be different. He may be put in prison, but his calling and anointing on his life never changed. He was still writing letters. He was still encouraging Christians. He wasn't wallowing in it and, and losing his perspective. He was actually still working and running for the kingdom of God, even though he was in prison. What a different perspective he had than John the Baptist. In prison, Paul was singing praises to God. Ephesians chapter one, one of his epistles that he wrote from prison, starts off, it, it's one of the actually, probably one of the, the most um, rich pieces of scripture when it comes to understanding identity in Christ. Paul was writing to them so they would understand something that was so deeply anchored in him. Within that first chapter, it says that God has blessed me with everything I need. He loves me. He chose me. He adopted me into his family. It's what he wanted to do, and it gave him great pleasure. He's rich in kindness and grace. He purchased my freedom and forgave my sins. Paul knew these truths deeply. And then he said, and for this reason, I get on my knees and I pray for you. From prison, Paul was praying for others to come to know Christ, to know the depths of his love and to understand their identity in him, to know who God was and who he had called them to be. This was so centered for Paul. He wanted everyone else to have this too. We need this in this season. It matters how we respond in difficult times. People are watching us. They're watching to see how we respond. They're watching to see is, if our God is real if he's actually going to take care of us, if he's going to come through for us, if our faith is strong, if we're going to be able to walk through seasons like this and actually be the light of the world. In Philippians 1, Paul wrote this, verse 12 and 13. I want you to know, my dear brothers and sisters, that everything that has happened to me here in prison has helped to spread the good news. For everyone here, including the whole palace guard, knows that I am in chains because of Christ. And because of my imprisonment, most of the believers here have gained confidence and boldly speak God's message without fear. This is incredible. Paul was able to look at the circumstances in his life. He's in prison. He's literally in the worst possible circumstances someone could be in. But he's looking around him and seeing the activity of God. He's seeing that God is working in people's lives and actually using his imprisonment to make others bold and to give them confidence to preach the good news. I wonder if we have that same perspective sometimes. If we're able to look outside of our own little world, outside of our own little bubble, and look around us and have that perspective that God is still at work and at large, no matter what we see in the news or the media or what is happening around us, even in our own home, God is still at work and he will use this 
for his glory and for his good and to see more people come to know Jesus as their savior. He will use the season and he will use you if your heart stays in the right place and the right perspective during this season. People are watching you too. They're watching how you're responding under pressure. They're watching if your God is real and if your faith is real in this season. They've got their eye on you. They may not say it, you may not hear it from them, but they're watching because everybody wants the hope that we have. Everybody in this world, if they don't have it, they long for the kind of hope that we have in Jesus. It is one of the things that is so secure, a solid foundation for us to build our lives on is the hope that we have in Christ Jesus, that he is everything we need and so much more. So I wanna ask you this question just as I sort of close this message out today. What happens to your faith when you have setbacks or disappointments? What happens to you in times like this, in, when circumstances around you get really hard, there's a lot of pressure, a lot of trials that we're walking through. Is your faith flourishing or is it floundering? Are you able to see God's activity? Are you able to see him moving in the things around you and the people around you and the circumstances? Or are you feeling that discouragement and despair is overtaking? Where is your heart right now? It's sometimes in our moments of greatest adversity that we have the greatest opportunity to shine. Sometimes when the pressure is on the hardest, we have the greatest opportunity to show the love of Christ and the grace of God in our lives, through our lives to the people around us. I haven't always been um, great in this season. Can I just be honest? I've had some moments, even with my own family. There's five of us that have been here in this house primarily for the last five months. And there's been moments where I've lost my cool. I've, you know, not acted really like a Christian or like even probably a good mom or wife. Maybe you've had moments like that too. I hope that you'll be honest. You don't have to like raise your hand in the chat or anything, but... I've had these moments where I've just felt sad or upset at the circumstances. But what I've realized is in those moments, when those I have those like emotional outbursts or something rises up, I need to just dig a little deeper into that because usually underneath of it, there is a lie either about God and his character or about myself that I need to settle with the truth of God's word. There's something underlying deeper in my heart. And a lot of times we just, you know, bounce back up. We go to our coping mechanisms, whatever that is. Mine is a pint of ice cream. I don't know what yours is, but we go to something that makes us feel better. We feel a little better. And then we just forget the fact that that ever happened. But I actually want to encourage you to lean into those moments and to ask God, what's going on here in my life? What do I need to change? What secret treasure? What riches do you have for me to speak truth over my life in this area? How can I carry your promises in this area of my life with hope and expectancy? It's a challenging thought. It's uncomfortable territory, but we have to get better at doing it. That's how we grow. That's how we learn. That's how we get those dysfunctional and unhealthy things out of our lives and replace them with the truth of who we are in Christ. 
in everything that he has done for us and continues to do for us. So I wanna ask you this one last question. Have you lost hope? I feel like as I was preparing this message that God was just saying there's people who are weary and discouraged in this season, that you've kind of lost hope. Maybe you feel like the enemy is winning, that he's having a heyday. I need to tell you today that God is still on his throne. He is still squarely in control. He's not worried about what's going on in your life and you shouldn't be either. We need to rest in him. I feel like it's time that the church began to hope again, that we began to dig down deep, wrestle out those things in our hearts where we're believing lies about God or ourselves, get the truth settled at a deep level and begin to carry the promises of God with hope again into our future. I believe that where people are seeing um, the enemy having a heyday or seeing him flourishing, it's really not happening. The kingdom of God is flourishing. The kingdom of God is where the victory is. The kingdom of God is growing and strong and we need to get our perspective in the right place and begin to hope again for this world. I've been through some hard things in my life, but what got me through every single time is that there was always a seed of hope deep inside of my heart. There was always a place deep down where I trusted God and I trusted what he said about me, even if I couldn't see it, even if it was, you know, confused and in the chaos of everything that was going on around me, I had to believe in God and I I held on to those seeds of hope. I hope that you have a seed of hope right now that you can hang on to. The Bible says that our hope is anchored in the person of Jesus Christ. He is the place that we find everything that we need and we can just anchor ourselves in his presence. I want to pray for you right now as I close that you would just experience hope again in your life and be able to carry that into every place that you go. Why don't you pray with me? Father, I just thank you for the opportunity to be able to be together in each other's homes and to be able to still preach your word and minister to people through um, these mediums, being able to do this through video, even though we can't meet together. Father, I pray that you would bless every person who's listening to the sound of my voice right now, that you would right now speak truth to their heart in whatever area they've been floundering or wondering or been discouraged or disheartened. God, would you speak your truth over them right now? Even just one word, Lord, just speak your truth into their situation. Speak the truth about who you are and the truth about who we are in you. Remind us of our identity. Remind us of who you are, that you are our healer, our provider, that you have everything we need and so much more. We center ourselves around your heart and we pray that you would help us to carry your heart into the world around us. And we ask all these things in your precious name. Amen. We hope that you are challenged and inspired by what you heard today and that you're willing to allow God to work in, and through your life in bigger ways this week. We'd love to stay connected with you on social media, facebook.com slash mountainparkchurch and instagram.com slash mountainparkchurch. Finally, if you have a story of how God has been working in and through you, we'd love to hear it. Just email us at mystory at mp.church 
and tell us how God has been working in your life lately.